Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. historic day the day of of rob's birth (laughs) listen there are so many historic things happening and like fuck the whole like this is so unprecedented like eat my ass um (laughs) it's like aside from all of that i feel like the past two weeks we are not we are living within several different universes now okay not (laughs) Hear me out. I know that I say that time is fake, but Benifer is back. Okay, so we are not we are not necessarily living in 2021 anymore. I feel like we have somehow, and maybe it's because of Big Ship. Maybe Big Ship brought us back into a different timeline, and we are back with 2024. Yeah, maybe Big Ship is what crossed the streams, and we're just in different times at the same time and we're exactly kind of wandering through maybe listen and i can't believe i'm about to say this but fuck it maybe christopher nolan was on to something all right listen <laughs> all i'm saying is benifer is back i'm re-questioning everything right i mean famously tenet was a documentary so <laughs> i think <laughs> we could definitely glean a lot of things you know everyone knows that Mr. Washington does go by narrator. So yes, like it's his name. It no, is it's sorry, protagonist? Name. Excuse me. Oh you. my god, sorry, <laughs> protagonist. Sorry, fake fan, fake fan. Mr. Nolan, I'm so sorry. Um sorry, I can't believe I'm gonna get dragged over Reddit for being a fake fan. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky Chris isn't all <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I am questioning so many different things because yes. of the historic time that we are living in. Right. That it is on the day that we are recording this, it is Robert's birthday. We Happy just celebrated. <laughs> my child, my <laughs> husband, it's confusing. We just celebrated the anniversary of his pasta crime. Right. It's, <laughs> there's so many events that we are living through. Yeah, getting a lot of whiplash, to be honest. <laughs> it has been unreal to be, honestly, like living through history. Oh my um, God. <laughs> When we look at the history books from this time, this will be a focus, I feel like, all of these overlapping You joke. <laughs> instances. Cody, but we are, we witnessed, we prophesized a takedown of a major villain in history, which we That's will true. be talking about <laughs> in a couple of minutes. Absolutely. So cue the theme song, Welcomed Into the Twilight, the takedown of a major Ooh. queer villain in history. <laughs> We did it, folks. Congratulations. We we make a whole new theme song that's like a news intro. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I am feeling the summer vibes. Ooh. But what I'm more feeling is what this summer will entail. And what this summer is going to be is, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone Cicadas. (laughs) Yes. But more importantly, arguably, it's the summer of Dev Patel, baby. (sighs) 
I love this man. I love him so much. I love I him. I remember we talked about this too, like probably a year ago, because we thought last year was going to be the summer of Dev Patel. And then, we whoa, did. Whoa. <laughs> and then uh, th- some things happened, but it's fine. We're back on schedule. And then thankfully, A24 knew what was best for us, and the summer of Dev Patel never ended. <laughs> it's no. just always been the summer of Dev Patel. Yeah, well, speaking as someone who lives a Dev Patel life, like <laughs> in general. True. Uh, yeah, the Green Knight's coming, baby, this summer. And the trailer dropped. I didn't know that all I needed to get, like, the maximum serotonin I think my body is capable of producing uh, is just to see, like, a sweaty Dev Patel wielding a large axe. But it Ugh. turns out that really is all it takes sometimes for me. <laughs> he is literally so hot. <laughs> like, it's yes. honestly unfair. It is disrespectful how attractive this man is. And not only that, like, listen, he's, he's like so talented. He's like an Academy Award winner. He's like a BAFTA winner. Like, listen, I get it. Okay. I also watch Skins. Don't come for me. Right. But Dev Patel is hot. (laughs) Most importantly. (laughs) He's so hot. Especially from the trajectory of Skins to now. Oh my God. Because Skins, Dev Patel, I'm like, that's my baby boy, son. Exactly. That's my my baby child boy. That is my, that is my boy. That's my boy. And here he is now. Hot as fuck. Wielding weapons. Riding horses. Doing the damn thing. They could have done the safe choice. Sure. They could have done the boring choice. Mm Mm-hmm. Of putting some fucking pasty, annoying white man right. in front of this. Just so that the film bros could have been like, ah, yes, cinema. cinema. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, ah, yes, this this is what... Ooh, someone I can relate to and exactly. project my own things onto. <laughs> this is what, like, fourth century Middle English was supposed to be about. Right. Like, yeah. no, fuck you. We're going to yeah. put Dev Patel in front of this. And it's going to be hot as shit. And we're going to make it horny. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be gonna so set him on horny. fire. And it's going to be awesome. And you're going to love it. Yeah, I appreciate it fullheartedly. I love this. The trailer is, has no right to be as great as it is. Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about with this yeah. is I am, as an English major, <clears throat> sorry, as a, <laughs> as a former English major, I am very worried about folks who are like, who are going to watch this film and they're going to be like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. I love the fire. I love the big babies grabbing people. Right. I can't right. wait to go read this poem. Right. <laughs> I can't wait to go read this like... This, the text, this piece the about text. romance and about about chivalry and all of these like great pieces about right. the Green Knight. And then they're going to read it and it's <laughs> going to be boring as shit. It's not good, folks. As someone who <laughs> had to read that, God, I want to say in like my sophomore year. Sure. It is not as cool as A24 no. wanted it to no. be. Anyways, I'm very excited for this. So yeah. congrats. Yes, thank you, everyone. We all did it. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great. I, <laughs> t- as of today, um, got new contacts. Ooh. So I can see into, I can see into the multiverse. <laughs> um, yeah, what's it like in 4K <laughs> over there? <laughs> I did not realize, I mean, listen, I've had contacts. I've been wearing glasses since I was like literally five years old. 
<laughs> since I had like circle rimmed wire glasses. Oh, baby. <laughs> it was the it was the literal worst. I used to like my parents stopped like waking up in the middle of the night because I would just like bang my head on stuff. I was like a sleepwalker. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. A sleepwalker who can't see. That's a terrible <laughs> It's a good thing I didn't used to like walk into traffic and shit. Right. <laughs> If I had been born in like New York, I would have legit died. Like I would have, yeah, something absolutely. would have been, a piano would have been <laughs> dropped on my head. <laughs> Anyways, I've had contacts since I was like 10. And so I'm used to being like, not being able to see. But I thought, you know, like, oh, I could just skip getting my contacts adjusted. You know, like I'm, I can't sure. see. It's fine. Right. <laughs> it's cool. That's just <laughs> like, part of my life. <laughs> it can't be, it can't get that much worse in a couple of years. <laughs> If you have learned anything from my mistakes, do not skip your annual appointments. Don't do it because you you will get worse as you age. Yeah. Um, that is something I have learned from father time. <laughs> my happy thing for this week, though, um, is something that I realized in a fucking fever dream because of TikTok, <laughs> as usual. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it is something that I thought it had been so long I thought I had made this show up. But apparently, it's real. It's just that when I had tried so many different ways of Googling this as a kid, I didn't find anything, and so I thought that it was fake. Yeah. Just turns on, turns out it was from a TV network that I as a kid did not have. Mm. Only one of my friends had it because she was rich and had sure. an yeah. extra show that, or an extra network I did not have. The show I am referring to is the kids' version of Survivor. What? AKA Endurance. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is, um, it was, anyways, um, a reality television show that was on Discovery Kids mm. when I was younger. And okay. this was one of those like fancy networks. You had to have the bougie, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. like cable package to have this, which is why I thought I had made it up. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because how could this, how could a show that was so expertly made for me exist but then when right. i when i try to find it it doesn't exist it's like surely only my imagination could conjure up a show exactly this to me. <laughs> exactly so this is teenage survivor the host is not the the amazing jeff from survivor right legend <laughs> <laughs> yes he is a a blonde guy who looks like um like every evil music producer from a disney <laughs> channel movie <laughs> just like he looks very sketchy yeah sure 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 um but it essentially comes down to ever like all of these just like early 2000 teens very cool mm. very hip um participating in challenges and then when the losing team a la survivor goes to get voted off rather than <laughs> rather than having them put their names in like the little boxes mm. The way that they vote someone off um, is that they play rock, paper, scissors. Hell yeah. But it is incredibly dramatic. I cannot really? express this to <laughs> like you enough. the most tense game of rock, paper, scissors. And so these two teens will huddle and they will make like very expressive decisions about like what is the other group going to do? Are they going to do rock, paper, or scissors? Right. <laughs> And then when they make their decision, the producers will, like, lift their visual. And it is 
amazing. I highly recommend watching just the like compilation of the rock, paper, scissors on YouTube because it is dramatic (laughs) for no reason. (laughs) That's incredible. Um, And when I showed this to uh, my partner, he did not think it was as funny as I did. (laughs) But I think watching like 15 year olds from 2003 get very into rock, paper, scissors because they're on, like, they're in Hawaii and their life depends, their life doesn't depend, but their life depends on it. Right, um, in that moment it does. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so. Oh, oh, I love that. It's very good. We have so many current <laughs> events. Um, but the most pressing, I would say, it is breaking news to us at this time. Yes. I personally would argue it is still breaking news on Monday when this comes right. out. Sure. The ripple effects are <laughs> magnitudes, you know. <laughs> Listen, I Gerard Way's influence <laughs> is palpable. Palpable, yep. <laughs> Could you start us off with our breaking Dakota Johnson news? Listen. Listen. Dakota Johnson, when she sets her mind to do something, she follows through. When one of those things is to destroy Ellen... <laughs> That is not off the table. In fact, she succeeded in her quest. Her long con here is amazing. Truly impressive how, you know, I don't, it's that uh, clip, that interview was like a couple years ago at this point, right? It was, yeah. So really, she's been working on this for a long time. Ellen announced this week that the show is going to be over. It's just like not a challenge anymore. I... <laughs> Yeah, that was such a fun phrasing of that, too, because I I would argue that it only just started getting challenging <laughs> in terms of, like, recently in Ellen's sort of whole veneer. But, right. you know, yeah. tomato, tomato, whatever, right. do your thing, I guess. But yeah, so Dakota Johnson successfully dethroned Ellen. Congrats. We love to see it. The domino effect of things from... Gerard Way, 9-11, Twilight, Fifty Shades, now is also just the ending Ellen's of Ellen's downfall. career, basically. And we'll have to see it, you know? Right. There were so many good takes yes. on this that I saw. Yeah. One of the, the takes I will say that I did not like did come from the LA Times. Okay. And I'm the reason why I'm naming them. <laughs> Put them on blast. I'm, I am putting them on blast. Is because of the fact that in their headline, talking about Ellen and Dakota Johnson, is that they said, like, Ellen's downfall and Dakota Johnson, like, quote, threw the first brick. And it was like, can you not, actually? Yeah. LA Times? Hey. LA Times. Stop it. No. We can make all of these jokes. We can have our fun. Yeah. But at the end of the day, these are two very rich white women. Yes. And that is funny Mm -hmm. for a bit. Right. But LA Times. Maybe just think about it like a little bit more. Think about about your influence. Right. And think about how your actions have consequences. Thank you. Like we mentioned when we first talked about this interview, the actually, no, that's not the truth, Ellen. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) The cultural reset. We said that, like, the only person that could take down Ellen if 
anyone were to challenge Ellen would be someone who also has a lot of status, right? A hundred percent. She's clearly a child of nepotism. She has a lot of wealth. She's already successful in general, like blah, 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 blah. And that's why it was very funny because it was just like two white ladies with a lot of power and a lot of money, but like one just trying to get the edge on them and be like, that was funny, right? Like, and it, that's why it worked, right? Like all of these like things that Ellen actually came under legitimate fire for, like had- like we're from much more marginalized perspectives, right? Exactly. So like we can we can have fun or fun here, right? But I do also love the imagery or the implication of Dakota Johnson throwing the first brick at what I guess is Ellen's career. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. It's I don't very know, like, odd. what the insinuation is there, but I'm like that has a very specific iconography there and a, a specific association with it. I don't know if that's exactly what you're saying uh, it's a weird vibe it is weird yeah and the idea that this is the first thing or the first challenge that ellen has ever gone through right is not true right it's just factually (laughs) incorrect (laughs) it's uh factually not true but you know thanks dakota thanks for using your your white woman-ness yes to to take down Another white woman. Right. Listen, when people are talking about using your privilege. Literally. (laughs) And staying in your lane. This is exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So good on you. Don't know that I will be able to forget the Lyme incident. Sure. Yeah. You're Um, still on on thin ice a little bit. Exactly. um, But, you know, we can talk about it. We can work through it. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, Especially if that means that I don't ever have to watch Ellen dance again in my life um watching a person not jiggle because of the amount of botox that they have is unnerving yeah, yeah um that's... it's just it's just it makes me uncomfy on to better and incredibly important things um is my favorite installation of our show which is uh cody's case to corner and even Welcome better is a is a case do and a case do fashion corner. Right. We got it all in one. <laughs> we do. We have all the hits today. This week, we got everything. We got everything. Tell us about it. So, we've known for quite a while, I think a couple years now at this point, that case do has been a Chanel gal, has been repping it's been a minute. the brand. Yeah. Yeah, they've had a long-standing relationship. Whenever she does, like, red carpet stuff or fun photo shoots, she's usually in some sort of Chanel situation, you know? Yes. That's, she's repping all the time. However, this week, Chanel released a full collection for June in which Kaysu was just the star of it and did this whole little lookbook, and it's all, like, gothic, vampy villain vibes but like gay you know it's very good immaculate one of them she's holding like a hawk or something it's incredible it reminds me a lot of snow white and the huntsman Mm, yes that very similar energy that's probably the same crop of woods to be honest exactly it almost like gives me what i wanted from it which is her being the villain instead right yes (laughs) these are amazing I love them. They are beautiful. There's one of her against what I assume is a wall, but it's this very like rocky, almost like mossy background Mm -hmm. in a like a sheer crossed number and Mm -hmm. just 
scowling. Yes. Just utterly very angry. And it's beautiful. Yeah. I love it all. It looks amazing. And didn't you say that you know, well, not personally, but you know who the (laughs) photographer is? Yeah, we're homies. No, um, yeah, ironically enough, this this whole little lookbook situation is photographed by, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Jurgen Teller? Jurgen Teller? I don't know. Whatever. Don't come for me. But it sounds was, very French. Sounds, sounds like something for sure. Um, who famously photographed the W magazine portraits that everyone hated on Twitter, where people were standing in front of trees and it looked like it just was shot on an iPhone and everyone was just very mad about them or just made memes yes. out of them. So, you know, talk about range, right? Just like we love it. <laughs> we love to see it, you know? Congrats, Kristen, on love to see it. being gorgeous as usual yeah congrats on your face yeah yeah congrats on your face and your ability to wear clothes (laughs) very good congrats on your scowl as usual Uh, this is a brief just so that i we don't see any emails i'm like did you talk about this (laughs) there is a piece in metro right now talking about the fact that it has been 10 years since 50 shades came out whoo if I smoked cigarettes, I feel like I could do a long drag right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, God that damn, that's is. a long time. <laughs> um, yeah. This piece essentially profiles quite a few um, folks who are in like the, the sex space, mostly like online sex experts and like sex bloggers. Mm-hmm. Talking about how over the past 10 years, the publishing of this book has changed not only the discussions online, but how it's changed their lives personally. Right. Which I don't hate. Um, yeah. Of like taking the conversation necessarily away from the book and talking about their experiences instead. Yeah, for sure. Because that's essentially what we do here. Right, because it's less about like, oh, the things in Fifty Shades were really hot or things I personally resonated with. It was more that, oh, because of this huge success, people are much more comfortable talking about sexuality. Absolutely. In a much more public forum, in a less taboo way than was previously, even if it's like coming with a lot of baggage and shit with it. A hundred percent. And I agree. Whatever. I think that the original, I want to say like the first year or two, Mm -hmm. um, I think both when the, I don't know, maybe from like when the first book came out to like the first movie, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the, the mainstream like discourse was like, I feel like just a lot of shock. Yes, for sure. Of like, how dare you? (laughs) Like, gasp. People are doing this stuff. Yeah. And I feel like it was a lot of discourse on like, oh my God, this book is being read on the subway. Um, Or like, how dare people be reading this like, quote, trash, which like it is. Right. (laughs) But it was more so like the audacity that people are reading and talking about sex. And then that is when the conversation more so led to... One, the stuff that is in this is bad. (laughs) Not because it's sex, but like the content and how it is being discussed is bad. Yes, right. Here is how these conversations could be better. And then when 
folks started mentioning like, oh, they're interested in it. It's like, here's how you could do this in a way that is safer. Mm-hmm. And then that's where I remember distinctly, like when we first started this show, when you were still working at that costume shop and people would come in <laughs> yes. and it's like, oh God, please don't like, what if instead of you supporting 50 Shades, like you could yeah. talk about sex in a way that was actually like supporting it right. in a good way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know that I would necessarily say that it's, uh, but I don't like work in sex, so I don't know. I don't know that I would say that it's like helped in the right. grand yeah. scheme of things, but yeah. it's, it is interesting to read that and see it from the perspective of folks who are actually like in it on a daily basis. Yeah, for sure. And that live that life, you know? Absolutely. Or like work in those industries, you know? I am grateful that there are folks who are asking experts yes. about mm-hmm. that rather right. than giving space to other things we have some amazing questions from one of our patrons um this is from our patron india one of the questions <laughs> this is great um this is if you could give either wander or bella the one allowed fuck that's in a pg-13 movie which yeah. would you choose <sighs> that's that's good that's a good um I feel like both of them would say it. And both of them deserve to say it. And both sure. of them absolutely <laughs> deserve to say it. They've both earned it. <laughs> I feel I feel like Wander would say it, but it would be Melanie. Yeah, for sure. It would be like <gasps> Melanie coming out being like, God damn it, like fuck you. <laughs> yeah. The first thing that came to my mind was like, God, I wanna say it was like six chapters ago or something, of like when <laughs> Yeah, like when Ian and Wander were staying in a room for the first time. Yeah. And Melanie was just like absolutely over it. Right. <laughs> no way. Just like, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, you'd think with people essentially sharing the same body, right? There mm-hmm. would be a little bit more of like a, <laughs> like a discourse. Oh, absolutely. And, like, and a, a spat, you know, <laughs> verbal spats. Yeah. Oh, but also feel like Bella. Bella's a Virgo. Bella would 100% say fuck. Yeah, she would. Bella grew up in Arizona, too. Like Famous for cussing. Famous for swearing. <laughs> Famous for cussing. <laughs> I mean, she described it as having, like, like security. What are those, like, little beepers when you walk through the door? <laughs> what? what are those things? Like, um, they scan for me- metal detectors. There Met- we go. Yeah. I got to it. The little beepers. Yeah, little beeper guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I Like, the idea that any high schooler wouldn't say fuck is just weird to me. The one that, like, immediately comes to my mind, though, is when Jacob kissed her without her consent the first time, and she yeah. punches him in the face and breaks her mm-hmm. hand. Yeah. Sprains her wrist, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bella would definitely say fuck, though. I just feel that in my bones. Yeah, and I feel like if that happened in the movie, and I think... Casey said it as Bella, it would feel natural, you know, mm-hmm. like the rage is already Absolutely. there, you know, and we still, I mean, I still haven't seen the host yet because we haven't gotten there yet, but I feel like it might be different, a different vibe, you know? Oh yeah. Cause it's Sorsha. Cause it's Sorsha Ronan. Yeah. That's, that still boggles me every <laughs> <know>. day. <laughs> the fact that Stephanie Meyer and Sorsha Ronan know each other connects so many like that's oh, seven what is it six shades of seven big nope what? <laughs> <laughs> 
six degrees from Kevin, uh, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yes. Now you got me tongue tied. What the hell's going on? Whatever I just said is literally how my brain sounds at all times. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is just the static that runs through me at all times. Right. It's just I a reviewer for a second nervous that you wouldn't get an ADHD <laughs> diagnosis. <laughs> It's just as soon as I unhinged my job, the, the the ADHD evaluator was like, uh, yeah, get that kid a script for meth, please. Um, okay, so the India, the answer is yes to right. both. <laughs> Again, why pit two queens against one another? <laughs> exactly. Everyone can, should be able to say fuck. Just the idea that in, in a world, Timothy yes. Chalamet and Stephanie Meyer are like Don't connected oh god is fucking me up a little bit you yeah. know i hate collab it. when when are they gonna work together <laughs> i just feel like stephanie meyer has like red string in an attic somewhere <laughs> and it's like give me that boy like he right <laughs> he needs to fit into my mormon fantasies somewhere yeah oh my god <laughs> Okay, um, the second question. I'm so sorry, India. You just wanted your questions answered. Um, no goop. India's just like, I don't want fucking goops. I just come here for your knowledge. I'm here for journalism. <laughs> Not whatever this is. What condiment slash side would you get tattooed on you a la Ketchup Boy? Ooh. This is a Ooh. great question. Would it have to be my whole leg no i <laughs> i don't think i could commit to something that, that to scale of, of <laughs> jackson bones of a whole heinz ketchup bottle fucking ketchup bottle <laughs> yeah i don't think but like i would unironically get like a like a nice mustard wow situation like a nice dijon or a nice honey mustard yeah i unironically would get a pickle tattooed on me yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> like no joke but where where did you say you would get yours Oh, I don't know. Um, oh, I guess it does just say what. I think that we yeah. would have to get it tattooed on our leg. Mm. Yeah, I think just to be, you know, in line. That's true. Would I have to get it on my whole leg? No, I don't. I think <laughs> I appreciate the commitment that Ketchup Boy has to ketchup, but I don't think we have to hold ourselves to that. Because also, imagining a pickle of that. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It's so that's scary. Like, it's a huge pickle. Maybe it's two scale of the thing, right? Like you can get like a little pickle and like a little bottle of mustard. You know, like it's fine. If it's, you know, maybe that's our, we we meet for the first time, we get matching tattoos. Just two very vinegary boys. Yeah, absolutely. And then I love that. we'll just be bonded with Jackson Rathbone and he'll never. Oh my God. <laughs> the first time that we meet him at like a fucking Twilight convention, we're like, what's up? We're Heinz boys. Yeah, yeah we pull our, our pants up. We're like, Hello. <laughs> He's just like we get the I most iconic photo of this. all time. <laughs> we, I, hello, I didn't. Oh, okay, well, someone, if someone is brave enough to get uh, Kellen Lutz's bag of eggs, <laughs> you could be oh part of god. this <laughs> little trifecta. Wait, oh my god! <laughs> but I, I wouldn't this. wish that upon anyone. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. I just, I love that. I love it so much. <laughs> also, here's the thing, though. Yeah. The idea of meeting Jackson doesn't bother me at all just mm. because he seems like he's constantly on weed. 
And sure. so he just doesn't seem bothered. Yeah. What would haunt me about that interaction is having to physically pull up my pant leg and be like, no, 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 no. I have something to show you. It's not a knife. No, Jackson, come back. It's not a knife. Immediately no, call Jackson. security. We get <laughs> we get removed and, from the premises immediately. And security being like, ma'am, I need you to pull your pant leg down. <laughs> For them to find a literal pickle tattooed on my leg um, would be one of the most embarrassing things I think I've ever experienced. And also, there's another layer, too, because the pickle is not, like, a ketchup bottle. You know, like, you'd have to explain. (laughs) I'd have to explain the whole thing. In a very uncomfortable, you know, situation. Yeah. is very good. I love that. Yeah. Unless I leaned into the bit and I got, like, the Heinz Sweet Relish bottle on me. All right. And it's like, at that point, who really likes that relish, you know? Right. Because it's just so wet. It's just so watery. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's, just a, it's a wet relish. Yeah. Um, anyway, speaking of wet relish, we should talk about the host. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I know that I've been asking for plot for a while. <laughs> yeah. And Steph keeps teasing us with it. And we're like yeah. finally getting somewhere. Yeah. The, the gears are turning. <laughs> the gears are, it's, we're getting somewhere. We are 70% of the way through. Yeah, so maybe not as fast as we were. <laughs> no, <laughs> since we were asking for this for, I feel like 50% of the way through now, we've been like, all right, Steph, like we can, we're good. We get what's going on here. We're ready. The last time that we were reading through, um, mm-hmm. things went well. There was a mission. They got the goods. They got they the succeeded medicine. for the chapter title. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie, with her incredibly vague uh, chapter titles, had succeeded in the title. So it was like, all right, we got it. We're good. Right. We know what's going on. Um, when we start off with chapter 47, it is titled Employed. Mm. So who's to say, you know, with where this is going? <laughs> Since when we left off, Folks were full. They were in that little, like, sexual but non-sexual circle. They were asleep. Things were going really well. Yeah. But now, we have skipped ahead. And the boys are back. Yes. It is Kyle, weird choice, but sure. Ian, yes, Books. He would like to contribute. (laughs) Jared and Wanda. And they are... The gang. The gang's here. And they are... Not in Arizona, but instead in Wichita, Kansas, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Yeah, that's Kansas. I know geography. (laughs) I am the (laughs) geoguesser. I know things. And they are on like what seems like a weeks long trip of gathering Mm non-perishables. It is not going, I mean, it's going fine in the sense that they are having to do this legally. Yeah, they're just like sending Wander in to do all their errands. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's, yeah. it is boring in the sense that Wander is having to do this. So they are having to like stay in motels and shower and sleep and not like raid stuff necessarily. Right. Yeah. Stephanie is not having so much fun describing it. And <laughs> the boys are not having as much fun yeah, doing it. You can tell it. her heart isn't really in this one. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, man, I wish this was a heist. <laughs> exactly. Um, and 
Wanda seems a little bit bored, too, because she's like, in reality, like, they're just driving me around and I'm just going to the store quite a few times. Seems pretty boring, but sure. It seems near the end of things um, after going to, like, the pharmacy multiple times and asking how to get health supplements where (laughs) it seems pretty easy to find, um, but Wander's a bad liar. And so they're having to be like, hey, um, I'm really bad at taking care of this body. All I do is eat junk food. So like, how do I do that? Yeah, I like Cheetos, so. I like Cheetos so much. How do I take care of this body? (laughs) And the alien pharmacist has to be like, listen, I know the Cheetos here, Fucking amazing. Yeah. We really perfected it. <laughs> <laughs> we, I have no idea how these humans did it, but they are so good at these Cheetos. Um, I need you to take this supplement. It's called health. I, I know. We are so good at this. We're pretty great. <laughs> now, I know I told you not to take junk food, um, but these supplements, they come in two flavors. One tastes like strawberries. This is the one I'd recommend. There is another one, though, that it does taste like chocolate. So... And so. and Wander's like, I will take both. Thank you. And right. bye. <laughs> I will get the Flintstone gummy version of vitamins <sighs> so I can. Those be could nourished. not have been good for us. <laughs> no way. My, like, no shot. So I was super bad at taking uh, swallow medication yeah. when I was. I, I resisted it for as long as I possibly could. I took Flintstone chewable vitamins until I was 12. Um, because I refused to take swallow medication. Yeah. Um, I would just like, uh, I could not. Yeah. And that stuff was awful. It was the, it was just, it tasted like sand. It was not, mm-hmm. they said those things were flavored. They were not. They tasted like <laughs> sandpaper. Yeah. I don't know how they got away with saying like, oh no, these are good for your kids. They, they're just vitamins. I'm so bitter that kids have like candy vitamins now. Oh, yeah. Little shits. Anyway. Kids these days. <laughs> Kids these days. You have no idea how good it was. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, so they're staying. It's like the last night. They're staying in a hotel. I guess I should say a motel. It's not that good. There is this very important scene that happens where they are getting ready to just chill out for the night. Jared is like getting their dinner ready. It is very cooled. Um, chicken strips from the deli at the store. Nice. Very important. Yeah. They are not warm. They are just cooled, very greasy, very good. Um, but, you know, whatever. And Ian is missing human TV. Wanda does not understand this. Yeah. Wanda's like, I don't understand. Like, the the TV now is fine. Like, it's it's just not as violent as the stuff that you all used to have. Yeah, back in the day you had blood and sex. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Y'all were ridiculous. All you used to watch is like military propaganda and violence and stuff. And Ian's like, I don't, I just miss the good old stuff, like the Brady Bunch. (laughs) (laughs) And Wanda goes off. Wanda's like, the Brady Bunch condoned aggression. I remember one where a little male child punched a bully and that was portrayed as being the right thing to do. There was blood. (laughs) So Stephanie... I just need to ask, what the hell do you have against the Brady Bunch? Yeah, is this some weird projection of like, oh man, 
TV, even the most, arguably one of the pure, it was on TV land. Like that was, it was on like, TV you know I mean? land. <laughs> it was on TV land. The bar was pretty low in terms of what was like, exactly shown on there. You know, <laughs> it was like, listen, pretty it, tame. TV land was tame. I mean, it condoned like racism and cultural appropriation and stuff. But as yes, far yes, as yes. like violence, yes. as far as like actual, like physical violence, mm. It was TV land. Yeah. My God. I used to watch fucking I Dream of Jeannie and like Bewitched and stuff yep. on TV mm-hmm. land. Hello, Stephanie? Come on. What do you Come have on. against the Brady Bunch? <laughs> My God. Anyway, I just found that so... It just took me out of the story. Yeah, it felt that, like, really out of character. The sure. one thing she names is so weird. Yeah. Anyways, the other thing that was weird about this is, I mean, it wasn't weird. It was the most Stephanie thing possible. Yeah, right. Is this scene with the family. Mm. We very rarely in Stephanie's stories, but especially in this book in general, see other people yeah. in this world. And right. so at this motel, in a motel of all things too, there is a, a couple, specifically a father, a mother, and then, and both of these are aliens, of course, and then right. a human child. Mm. And they are just playing along in this fucking old-fashioned playground in this motel. Also, a motel playground seems sus to me, but sure. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Sounds like a great place to die, but that's fine. Yeah, you do you. And Wanda is having an existential crisis staring out the window. Because the mother is, like, loving this human child. Mm -hmm. Is just, like, staring at this human child like they would do anything for them. And Wanda is struggling to understand this. And is trying... What do you mean? (laughs) And is trying to tell Jared and Ian and I think Kyle's in the van and would not come into the motel, like, mood... Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, but it's trying to tell these two guys who are just trying to, like, fucking watch TV and eat cold chicken strips. <laughs> why this is so important. They're like, I don't get it. Like, stop watching people. <laughs> like, we're just right. trying yeah. to chill. <laughs> yeah. um, why this is such a big deal. And Stephanie's like, do you get it? Do you <laughs> get it yet? They don't, they're not all the same species. And it's yet, weird. It's weird. And, like. But they love each other. But they're not how all the same. Happen? It's weird how that like works, right? God, Stephanie. Yeah. Another instance of just like, ah, uh, we love to just point out that Wander is very attached for some reason to the concept of motherhood. <laughs> and like Exactly. And like womanhood or like quote unquote female <laughs> like <sighs> specimen, whatever, like birth giving and shit. It's like, all right, I get like I get it for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that Stephanie has to do in all of her books is mm-hmm. have is have a even if it was like a non-traditional family, which like cool, if yeah. you want that to be your thing. But sure. like specifically a family where the child is of a different species, like Mm-hmm. Something about it feels weird. And it's yeah. and it's specifically because the way that she's writing it. It's not a like found family thing. It's not a yeah. like 
we are, I'm writing these in a way where the family, where all the people are different, but we are accepting and loving them. It's specifically like, I'm going to point out that all of these people are different. And I'm going to yeah, keep these saying, weirdos. <laughs> look at how they're strange and different. Yeah. And it just is a very weird vibe. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, it was written so much that it's important that if you are not reading along, you know that that is, it is like shoved into your face that you know mm-hmm. that that is happening. Anyways, um, there are two beds in this motel room. It is important for you to know that Wander is sleeping alone and Jared and Ian are sleeping in the other bed. Stephanie makes that a big point that it's like that is a thing just because they apparently did not want wander to choose like they had they had learned from their previous mistake yeah that's like let's not put all this pressure (laughs) so like emotional turmoil we love on wander we need them (laughs) there's something between them so they are finally heading back they are getting, I think, not necessarily close, but I think like a couple of hours. Yeah. There's, they are a couple of hours between getting back and they've got, I think it's even described as they've got like a moving truck pretty close mm. by. Like they've got, they've got a lot of goods to unload. Um, and it's, and the next day at this point, they are on the freeway. Um, and at this point, Wander and, Jared are in a car and then Kyle and Ian are in a car and they're like oh yes good um we see headlights behind us it must be the other car that is coming by but it is not Uh uh-oh it is not because in this universe apparently cops exist because red and blue lights come up behind them and a siren is ticked off as well which is very odd, Looks, but sure. Yeah, sure. Looks like this alien society hasn't progressed that far. Right, exactly. <laughs> they they have haven't made that many police. changes. <laughs> right. So when chapter 48 comes in, thankfully Wander explains a little bit more about these sirens. It mm-hmm. makes... They explain that, like, the police force is still exists. Right. But it is only in case of, quote, accidents or other emergencies not to enforce laws. Great. Great. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure, Stephanie. Okay. And that the only other things, not things, the only other cars that had uh, sirens were ambulances or fire trucks. So, okay, good to know. Um, and as this cop is pulling up, um, Jared and Wander are having the very difficult conversation of making sure that they both have their escape pill as well. Mm-hmm. Rough stuff. The thing that personally made me very weirded <laughs> out about this is how the cop car, which we find out is the Seeker's car, pulls up. And I got very weirded out about this because I was like, oh, no. The cop yeah. car does not pull up behind the <laughs> car. Yeah. Like you might expect. Sure. If you've ever like, seen a that's cop traditionally car. how it works. I right. Feel. Instead, the car <sighs> stops across the freeway. 
I guess it's like sure. a the way that it's described. I'm assuming it's like a two lane highway or something. Yeah, they're like in the middle of the desert. <laughs> Could you imagine if it was like four lanes, like, just, just like, like all the four... way over there? It's like, hey, like, there's like here. a barrier in between, <laughs> and they just like jump over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that'd be fucking hilarious. Anyways, um, but yeah, it stopped across the road, facing the wrong way of traffic, <laughs> and so unsafe on so many fucking levels and so i was like either this is i had honestly i had no idea what to expect so i was like very nervous yeah (sighs) anyways and so and so i was assuming like as wonder was that there was two people well two aliens that were coming very i know made me very nervous (laughs) um and they didn't turn the lights off so it was like right at wander's eye level which is very distracting yeah and it's only the passenger who came out. So very, very sus. Did not a lot of weird vibes. Lots going of on weird with this vibes. Interaction. Yeah. Either someone who has never done this before, right. or wants uh, like, or who knows what they're doing very intentionally. Yeah. Very weird. Anyways, so the seeker comes in, like, like comes over and has this conversation. And Wander is not a good liar. We've talked about this before. Yes. Very bad liar. <laughs> Famously terrible liar. <laughs> and, but has enough recognition to use the same name from the motel that they were just at. So that they can check that if necessary. <laughs> what we learn very quickly is mm-hmm. that the seeker is just bad at their job. Yeah. Like, this is not necessarily of, like, malintent. Um, mm-hmm. Like, the seeker, um, like, uses a loud voice at one point and is like, oh, shit, like, didn't mean to startle you. Like, yeah. my bad. <laughs> Which, uh, as far as I know, any cops I've interacted with would never say that. Yeah. Would never be like, I did not mean to startle you. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> would literally never say that. Just seemed to have pulled them over because they thought they were humans, which, I mean, Jared is. Um, But they thought that they were humans um, because there had been disappearances of aliens recently and all seemed to be fine Mm -hmm. before they let them go, though. (laughs) Do you want to talk about the awake? (laughs) Oh, my God. The five-hour energy? The... So, there, Wander's like, all right, are we good? Cool, cool, cool. And Cop's like, all right, you're going to be driving for a little bit longer. It's late. Just want to make sure you're good, right? Yeah. Here is a little thing we like to call awake. Not an energy drink, not a, a sub, like, not some weird substance. It's just like a little, oop, here's our medicine. Just take a little whiff a puff i don't actually know how it's it was <laughs> how like, it was ingested he said it was a or stephanie described it as the cop holding a thin white aerosol can terrible like <laughs> and that so it was scary grapefruit scented oh gosh oh yeah it's like hey just take a whiff of this and you'll be good so i hate that's it. on me you keep you just <sighs> ride along <laughs> it was such a weird it's like a cross between, like, sniffing uh, paint. Yeah. And, like, those uh, keyboard cleaners. 
<laughs> like, but Stephanie didn't want to say that. And so she was like, oh, right. no, 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 no. It's just like, it's just like five hour energy. It's fine. It's totally chill. <laughs> Super Don't, great. Wander is not high. Nope. Don't get it twisted. No, it'll, it'll it's wear fine. off in like four hours. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Super great. It seems all good. During that interaction, the other car with Jared and no, the other car with Ian and Kyle did drive by. Um, but the other cop like waved them through and it was all fine. So they are fine. There was no, um, like stopping the cops said that they were all good within a couple seconds. The cop car drives on things are fine. There are only a couple of big issues here. One is that once Jared and Wander catch up to the other truck and like prove that they're still human. Well, Jared Mm -hmm. anyways. Right. (laughs) And that they get to um like all getting back together to the big moving truck and head back to the caves they start to discuss what the cop meant about like recent human activity because wonder's been around for like it's not a recent disappearance right like yeah yeah and so um wonder started to get like really upset and realizing as with the rest of the group putting together that like Doc has been doing more fucking experiments on right. on souls. Mm-hmm. And since they've been gone for a long time, it would make sense that like they've been grabbing and doing experiments while they've been gone because it's been a right. it's been a while. Which mm-hmm. is like rude because yeah. Wander's like, come on, man, we just had this whole thing. They had a whole <laughs> we thing. had an understanding. <laughs> they had a whole thing. They yeah. made an agreement and mm-hmm. Wanda saved Jamie and has been proving to use their skills to save their asses. So like, what Come is on. the deal? Why? Let's return the favor a little bit. Exactly. Huh? How about we do that? How about humans don't be humaning? How about that? <laughs> Anyways, so rude, first of all. Mm. Um, as they are driving back, there is another thing that, um, more so that like Melanie mentions on the way back which is that wander and melanie put together the directions that jeb had given that ultimately led them there yeah which is that like big mystery with that why they couldn't figure out it took them like three days to get to the caves it's that fucking uncle jeb had made those instructions so confusing at the beginning because the fact that the lines in those directions aren't a straight line It actually gives the person instructions to go back and forth in front of his caves so that the person, whether it's Uncle Jeb or not, can figure out whether or not they want to invite them in to the caves. Yeah. So the person is essentially just like zigzagging in front, (laughs) essentially like dying and getting dehydrated while the person figures out like, "Mm, do I want them to come in or not? Uh, <laughs> Which is super fucked up now that we know that, like, essentially Melanie and Wander were there the whole time. Right. <sighs> Rude. They get to the caves with this moving van of goods. So much stuff. Wander, naturally upset, crying, because so many souls have been lost. And Wander's been, like, kicking ass, taking names for nothing. And for what? Yeah. And for Come what? On. Ian's pissed. Jared's pissed. Kyle, annoyed, yes. which is a good step for him. Right. <laughs> Gross. But, <laughs> um, but not as pissed. They get back. 
Jamie comes out. He's crying, yelling. Uh-oh. We don't know why. He comes out. He hugs Wander. And the very last line of the chapter is, Wes is dead. The seeker killed him. Bum, bum, bum. And that's where the chapter ends. Bum, bum, bum. So, I don't know about you all, but I did forget who Wes was. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to do a little Google. Um, I do think it's the guy from the soccer thing who did a little that- kiss, kiss, munch, munch. Ooh, yes. I think that is right. If I remember correctly, but I will remember who Wes is by next week. <laughs> right. So you'll see. So we will see. Hell yeah. We have a fantastic group of patrons to thank. Would Boy, you like do we? to start us off? Absolutely. Shout out to Mallory Hardwick. <laughs> thank you to Katie Black. Thank you, Kylie Minty. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Shout out, Carrie Goldberg. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Thank you to Mouch! Gray! Mouch! Yes! Shout out Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Hell yeah. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. Thank you to Bailey Christian. Woo! Mm. Thank you to Jay Molina. Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Mm. Mm. Thank you to Toussaint Wander. Ow, yeah. Ow. Ow. <laughs> Shout out Kristen Strider. Woo. Thank you to Julia Stewart. Shout out Megan Pattinson. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. Ooh, yes. Yeah. New patron. Welcome. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Mm-hmm. Thank you to my mom, your mom, our mom, <laughs> Kelly Beck. Mom. Mom, <laughs> you. Shout out Sophia Salinger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to help with our patrons. It's so cute. Yeah. All right. Thank sweet. you. <laughs> Thank you to India Peach. Boy, boy, yeah. boy, boy. Shout out Casey Yorkie. Yeah, wow. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh. All right. Thank you to Sarah Blake. Boy, 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 boy. Bow, 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 bow. And thank you to Laura Forty. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. All right. I have a fan fiction for you here. Hell yeah. I was personally very curious for our birthday boy um, (laughs) what the oldest fan fiction on fanfiction.net was of using Robert Pattinson. 
Ooh. So I... So arguably the birthday of Robert Pattinson. Okay? Yes. <laughs> um, either the oldest use of Robert Pattinson, either in like the title or a summary. So sure. I went on fanfiction.net and I found Love and Moonlight. This is by Vamp Vixen 01. And this was published on July 26, 2008. Damn. It's a long time ago. So yeah. this is an AU... It says, all human. Bella Swan loves the novel Moonlight. What happens when she gets the chance to spend a week on the set of the movie adaptation where she meets Edward Cullen, the actor playing Robert Pattinson, a 107-year-old vampire in love with a human? (laughs) Yes. What I'm going to read from is a... An application, this is what this fan fiction is, Um, it is an application that Bella Swan is filling out to go on the movie set of Moonlight, to go meet Robert Pattinson. Oh my gosh. That is what this this fan fiction is, is all about. Name, Isabella Swan. Age, 18. Telephone number, 555-1764. Favorite quote from the novel. And so the lion fell in love with the lamb, Robert Pattinson. Oh my gosh. Why Moonlight has changed your life. In my opinion, Moonlight is a novel that people can relate to on all levels. It documents the fear of falling in love and the rewards that come with having the courage to put oneself in harm's way. I would like to think that it has given me courage to try for the dreams I wish to be fulfilled and it gives me faith that happiness can be found in the most unlikely situations. With a smile on my face, I cut the application from my magazine and placed it into a white envelope ready for my post. End scene. Wow. (sighs) That's history right there. It really is. So, you know, it, uh... It really all started right there. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> thank you for your service. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for your service. Thank you for that piece of of literary history, some might yes. argue. Oh, for sure. Future will the history will look kindly upon you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just know that. Cheeks actually hurt from <laughs> reading the ways in which Bella would think that uh, a Twilight Saga would actually help her. Incredible. It, uh, embarrassing to say the least. <laughs> um, well, folks, thank you for being here. Yeah. For continuing to support Dakota Johnson in her quest. <laughs> yes. Continuing to not make Robert's pasta. Yes. Even though he might want you to. Sure. Whether or not he tells you or not, just the idea that it exists on the internet, I think, is dangerous enough. Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I think more than anything, thank you for supporting Robert Pattinson's mom, because she did an important gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. Legends only. <laughs> Legends only. As we say here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And get whipped. And also Ooh. get Heinz tattoos on your legs. 
Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck How about we all do it? Fuck Why it. not? Yeah. Um, this episode has kindly been sponsored by Heinz. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but also I can be bots. So anyway. Unless. Unless. <laughs> Into the Twilight is an earbud media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at into the twilight show at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Curl. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.